The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl G. This is your forum for exploring and discussing challenges that are faced by public and nonprofit leaders. And now, here's Dr. G. Good afternoon, and thank you for tuning in to Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. I'm Cheryl G., and I'll be your host for the hour. Today, we're looking forward to continuing our conversation with uh, Larry and Valerie. Larry and Valerie are back um, to continue um, the discussion on Larry's book, The Four Pillars of Success, and um, the goal and the hope will be that we will provide some information that can support our leaders in fortifying themselves for greater effectiveness. I think very often we talk about um, leadership techniques and what might be helpful to do as it relates to performance management or encouraging the heart or some of the other things that we know leaders need to do to support and develop others. We really thought we'd step back and do some things to think about how how do we as um, individuals, as persons, fortify ourselves to strengthen ourselves so that we really have that which we need to um, be best positioned for that leadership role. So um, with that, I really want to, again, welcome our um, our guest to the show, starting with Lawrence Murray, who is the author of Four Pillars of Success. Actually, is that? Yeah, Four Pillars of Success. I'm trying to um, call it to memory instead of trying to find it here. And, um, Lawrence, thank you so much for being back with us. Oh, thank you for having me, Dr. G. Yes, and we also have with us our Sherpa of um, of happiness. And, Valerie, give me your last name again. Shepherd. Shepherd. This kind of yeah. almost goes right along with Sherpa, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Valerie Shepherd, both of you, I think, did a fabulous job of um, – discussing this topic, and we only got to two of the pillars, so I wanted to ask you to come back and talk a little bit more about uh, the second two pillars. But before we jump there, I'm going to step back for those who might be just joining in for the first time to hear just a little bit about each of you, and um, and then we'll maybe jump into a bit of a recap and then move to the next two pillars that we had no time to discuss in our previous conversation. So, Larry, why don't we start with you? Just give us maybe a little bit of your background. Okay. Uh, my name is Lawrence Murray. I'm a retired Marine of 30 years. Um, I spent 20 to 25 of those years in a leadership position. Um, I have a marketing degree from Hawaii Pacific University. I'm married of 28 years, and um, this book is my first book, so it's, uh, it's my baby. 
that's, <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's who I am, and that's what I bring to the table. Wonderful. Well, we uh, appreciate your bringing and and birthing this. Um, Book of Knowledge (laughs) into the world around us for consideration and and provoking some thought. And Valerie, how about yourself? Yes, I am a um, career marketer. I've been uh, helping businesses with marketing and uh, strategic planning for about 30 years. I uh, also am an author and have a book coming out at the end of the year or in the fall. And I right now I'm doing also leadership coaching, helping people create more success and fulfillment in their lives by tapping into authentic happiness. Great. Which is where the the name strip of happiness came from. Wonderful. And so, Valerie, you want to give us a a preview as to the title of the book you have coming out? Sure. The book is called The Happy to Be Me Handbook. And the the thing about it is the M-E is capitalized, and that's an acronym for Magnificent Essence. And the, the book is about the journey from mighty ego and being mired in our personalities and identities and woundologies and stories and transitioning, transforming into a deeper alignment with and connection to our the essence that we really are, our spiritual selves. Okay, very good. Well, we'll look forward to that when it arrives. I'm look, looking Thank forward you. to kind of reading a synopsis of it. So. Yay. Yay, yay. Mm-hmm. So kind of back to um, the book at hand that we're kind of using as a guide for um, – thinking about how we might go about fortifying ourselves. I think we started our discussion talking about the road to success. And as we talked about that piece, there were, I think, a lot of um, wonderful little nuggets that each of you threw out there. Anything from that um, initial segment that you guys want to string into this one to kind of help us move forward and maybe set a little bit of a springboard for those who maybe didn't hear the um the previous one, or just to jot the memory of, of kind of like where we've journeyed from? Well, we started out um, covering the first two pillars, which was the physical pillar mm-hmm. uh, and the mental pillar. Um, we left, when, when we finished the mental pillar, we, because we didn't have a lot of time, uh, neither myself nor Valor really got a chance to express, I think, our full view on that. And even today, because that was the one that we left off with, we won't get a chance to do it again. But there's one point I wanted to bring up. When we left off with that, I talked about um, the issue with mental success being uh, an issue of how we think and how we apply our thoughts, meaning that when you hear someone say, you know, I can't do that, basically what they've done is they've provided a a self-prophesizing statement because when they say they can't do it, then, in fact, they won't do it because they won't even try to do it because their thoughts have said, you know, have basically stopped them in their tracks to believe that they can do it. And what I what I went on to say is that in order to be successful at particularly broad issues, I mean, it's something that is really uh, something that you can look back on and be proud of, you really need to be obsessed in, in that your focus has to be laser-like. It has to be such that that means so much to you that you will refuse to accept failure. And what I wanted to, when I talked about that last week, I didn't really give examples to really bring that point home. And I just want to throw out a couple of examples so people understand when, when I say obsess, it's not something that um, um, is unhealthy. Uh, okay. So mm-hmm. uh, when, I, when I talk about obsession, I give an example. Obsession is a person who has been grossly overweight and unhealthy for the better part of their life. 
yet they decide to turn their life around by losing all of their excessive weight and getting in excellent physical shape. Nothing short of obsession could bring that goal to fruition. The television show The Biggest Loser is a testament to this assertion. And that's straight out of my book. It's a, it's a caption out of my book. I'd like to use two other examples to draw this point home, to bring this point home. A lot of people uh, may be familiar with the teenage surfer Bethany uh, Hamilton. Uh, the movie The Soul Surfer was made after her. Well, for those who are unfamiliar with her, she was attacked by a shark while surfing off the coast of Hawaii back in October 2003. Uh, and the shark uh, severed her left arm in the attack. Well, what's, what's uh, really impressive about Bethany Hamilton is that the following year, she returned to competition with only one arm, and she took fifth place at the National Surfing Championships in 2004. That's, when I talk about obsession, that's what I'm talking about, where someone looks at an obstacle and says, I don't care how big that obstacle is, I'm still going to accomplish my goal. And the last example to bring that home would be to discuss a man who just seven years ago people probably had never even heard of. He happened to be a Chicago community organizer by the name of Barack Hussein Obama. Everybody knows who he is now because, well, looking, if you, let me just point out some of the things he accomplished, not just the fact that he's the president right now. He became the first black president of the Harvard Law Review. He's only the third black person since Reconstruction to win a U.S. Senate seat. He's the first black president in the history of the United States and he's the first sitting U.S. president to win the Nobel Peace Prize. Anything short of obsession would not have allowed him to accomplish what he accomplished. And there are many other examples of that. I could throw in Helen Keller, Jack LaLanne, Bruce Lee, mm-hmm. Michael Jackson, Martha yes. Stewart, and it goes on and on. But it mm-hmm. takes laser-like focus from a mental standpoint to succeed. Okay, great. So that's a good recap and an underscoring of mental success. Uh, Valerie, anything you would want to add uh, as a springboard, talking about the road to success, physical um, physical success or mental success? um. Oh, absolutely. I love what Larry just said. And the the idea for me about thoughts is that, as Mike Dooley says, thoughts are things. Like, they have an energetic vibration. And so when you think about physical laws and universal laws, you know, physical laws around energy, like what, what we give energy to expands. And so if we're going to expand something, what we need to be vigilant about is the quality of the thoughts. So to Larry's point, when you're thinking what you're cap- incapable of, when your thoughts are stuck in lack, limitation, there's not enough, I don't know how to do it, they're out to get me, whenever your thoughts are at that, are, are in that area, you're breathing more energy into that, and that's what you end up attracting. That's what your world ends up reflecting. So our thoughts have a vibration. So mm-hmm. the more empowering thoughts of love and tolerance and belief and trust, those are of a higher vibration than the ones where we're not liking ourselves, not seeing ourselves capable of things, not liking other people, judging, blaming, shaming, guilting, and punishing ourselves and others. So our thoughts really do, that mental ability to be very vigilant. Many people aren't even aware of the thoughts they're thinking. It's amazing sometimes I'll catch a client and I'll say, do you you hear what you just said? And they don't, they're like, what? And we get into this do loop of just doing it the way we've always done it. 
we're not always conscious or present, as I like to say, in the moment okay. when something's going on and to catch ourselves going, oh my gosh, I just, I just thought I was just in a place of lack and limitation. Great. And thoughts are the precursor to beliefs. Like a belief and a habit just comes from something you've done over and over again. So when mm-hmm. you create a belief in your, in your mind about who you are or what you're capable of by thinking the same thought over and over and over, you can go right into your beliefs and say, oh, I can see what I've been thinking because mm-hmm. I must have held on to this thought for a long time if it's a belief and if I've created, created a habit behind it. Great. I think that's a, a good probably um, transition, but before we go there into the next pillar of success that Larry writes about, I want to actually take us back to the um, quote that Larry started that chapter on mental success with, and it says, everyone is born a genius, but the process of, li- of living de-geniuses de- um, them. And uh, that quote, it's, it was, I met with a young college student, and it was so um, refreshing to kind of hear her um, her thoughts, and when you kind of think about people stepping into their greatness, and when they did so, um, one would wonder what happens to so many of us over time when um, life and others' thoughts kind of come in and maybe take over, you know, the the dreams and the vision that one you know initially had. This young lady said to me, "I says, well, you know, what's your goal?" And, you know, what is it that you envision for yourself? And she says, well, my goal is to change the hearts of mankind. Mm. I was like, wow. (laughs) Okay. Tell me a little more about that. And she literally told me a lot more about that. And um, it's like she's at this state of genius. And I hope she stays at that state of genius so that no one erodes this passion that she has to do this magnificent thing in life. Um, in her own way. And so I think one of the magical pieces that I took from that discussion on on um, mental success was really being able to um, kind of go to that space of dream, go to that space of uh, magnificence, go to that space of visioning and holding on to that vision and, and being intentional about what we say and do to move toward it. So... Um, yeah. So anyway, I just thought she was a perfect example of of you know how so many of our young people before they actually enter into the the, the world of work <laughs> can mm-hmm. be in that space of brilliance and it's like gosh, can we nurture and keep that? Right. So right. yeah. So it sounds yeah. like we actually need to transition to a break. So I'm going to um look forward to kind of moving to the next pillar when we come back from break and ask everyone to stay with us. We'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email drg at dr.g at innovations.org. 
InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Technology is changing the way we live our lives and how we do business. On CIO Talk Radio, we talk about the benefits of technology and the great things it allows us to do, as well as its risks. Heard every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, Sunjo Gall interviews business leaders and other experts that are shaping the way we use technology. To learn more about this show, visit www.ciotalkradio.com. Keep up with the changing world of technology and listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjo Gall. Listen in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. And we're back with more on Leadership Matters. Today we're talking about fortifying yourself for greater effectiveness, and we are pleased to have with us two guests, Lawrence Murray, the author of Four Pillars of Success, and Valerie Shepard, the Sherpa of Happiness. Again, thank you to both of you for joining us. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank so looking, you. Yes, looking to transition now a little bit into talking about what Larry writes about in his book as the third pillar of success, and that is spiritual success. And in your book, Larry, you have a quote from Oprah Winfrey, and it says, if you want to accomplish the goals of your life, you have to begin with the spirit. I want you to say a little bit more about that. Well, let me say, as far as the, uh, and I'll get to the quote in a second, the spiritual chapter for me uh, of the four pillars represented the most important one, and it goes back to Oprah's quote, because everything that we do um, begins with our spirit. The thoughts that we have, the actions that we take, it all snowballs from the direction that our, our spirit provides. And I'd like to, um, uh, if I can, put out another quote um, that kind of encompasses how I, I, how I view this. And it's from a French philosopher by the name of Pierre Teilhard de Chardin. And what he says is we are not human beings having a spiritual, he says, excuse me, we are not human beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. And that's the way I sum it up. And I think that's where Oprah was coming from and understanding that before you can fulfill your potential and exhaust all that you have to bring uh, to who you can be, you have to first look to your spirit to get the direction and know where you should go. Because too often we're influenced by, you know, what other people have to say, whether it be family members, friends, society, and so on, where it basically um, kind of clouds out what, our spirit says we should be doing. It kind of goes back to what you said that young lady told you about uh, wanting to have an impact on the way people think. Well, to an average person, because you're a professor, 
chances are you have a more open mind and looking at what she has to say and, and, and would then encourage her to do that. Well, the average person would look at what she would say, realizing that's a, that's a pretty broad statement, and would say, you know, that's, how are you going to do that? And would start to kind of chip away at her believing that she could do that. What she has to do, what's going to be incumbent upon her, is to stick by her spirit. If that's what her spirit is taking her in the direction that she should do, then that's what she should be doing. And it begins with the spirit, and that's what basically Oprah was saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a real powerful thought, and it kind of takes uh, me, as you say that, to that. It's like what's at your core being right. with regards to um, what you feel it kind of goes back to that purpose, that drive for you in life, and um, how do you then develop a life that supports your being able to bring that purpose um, forward Absolutely. into existence and what you're doing. Valerie, anything you'd like to add? Oh, absolutely. This is uh, this is the place where I love to play in the spiritual realm, and I I love Pierre's um, De Chardin. I love his his philosophy, and that quote is fabulous. and And I believe it with all my heart that we are spiritual beings first, and the human aspect of us is how we get around on planet Earth. You know, we're in the planet Earth, and this is the third dimension, and our human suits, as it were, are the body. But within the body is this vibrant. Um, Image and likeness. We are all fragments of the divine. Um, and we're how, in my belief system, this is how God manifests here on the planet, is through each one of us staying connected to that spiritual being that we are, first and foremost. And I love that it's one of the four pillars, because for me, this is the linchpin. Because when we get too caught up in our physical bodies or too caught up in our mental thoughts, we really lose sight of this truth. You know, in the mental area is the the stuff that came from the previous quote, everyone is born a genius, but the quality of living ungeniuses them. And that's true. We end up with our woundology and our pain bodies. And and the stories of what we think we are, our intellectual thoughts about who and what we are, based on our experiences, but our spirituality transcends all of the human realm. So whether we were beaten down by parents or by siblings or by um, an adoption system, or by the church, if we're if we've been in um, really strict religious environments, or whatever it is that told us we couldn't do something, or we were not capable, or we weren't enough, or we weren't desired, whatever that is that made us ungenius, like when it's going to the ungenius aspect, we can transcend that by letting go of that attachment to whatever that story is. You know, having grown up as a black child in the 60s, there was a lot there to imprint on me and what I believe I'm capable of. And so in in order to transcend that, I have to stay connected to divine truth, which is that I'm perfect, whole, and complete in every way. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing in the realm of the planet Earth that can can, um, destroy that or even impact it. Yeah, and I think that this space, with regards to the spiritual space, gets defined in a lot of different ways by a lot of different people, depending upon the space in the world in which they live and how they define and think of spirit. Um, I know recently, um, having been back as an alumni with the Alliance for Children and Family Services, their Executive Leadership Institute that's um, held in conjunction with the University of Michigan, uh, one of the um, guest lecturers there was from the pro- the energy project, and they speak of spiritual energy as really being that greater purpose or for those who believe in a um, 
are a higher purpose than those who believe in a in a um, higher being. Then it's that connection with that higher mm-hmm. that higher purpose and that higher. Um, I think God, as you um, stated, Valerie, would be you know where they leave it. It's like you know where do where do you take that and get your compass from? And what's really going to bring meaning and significance into how you're engaging in the world around you. So I, I, um, I see that more and more. I think the whole systems theory um, was really also talking about how everything is connected, and mm-hmm. that um, you know one one source actually connects to another source, be it words, be it um, you know physical movement, and so on and so forth. There's an interconnectedness. Um, that we are all um, touched by and engaged with. Can I also add one thing, Dr. Jean? Definitely. Um, people will often ask themselves, you know, what is my purpose in life? What was I put here for? Well, what I, what I state in the book is that the only way I believe we can know what we were put here for is to let our spirit be the guiding light that takes us there. Through our success of following what we believe, like in the case of using that young girl as an example, Mm -hmm. if she follows the guiding light that's in her to say that this is what I'm supposed to do and not let anybody infringe upon that to change her mind regarding what she believes she's supposed to do, and she follows that through and actually fulfills that, in her success of having followed what she believed her spirit to, to, to lead her, Mm-hmm. Will be will in in essence uh, answer the question for her. What I what was I put here to do? Mm-hmm. And I believe the only way you can answer that question is by letting your spirit be that guide. It, it, like in the last session we talked about, it would be like I used the the example of it be like um, in the Wizard of Oz, where your spirit basically rolls out the yellow brick road, mm-hmm. and you follow that yellow brick road. You know, but the only way you can get there is to have trust in what it says. Mm-hmm. And there are going to be all kind of outside influences that are going to push you in different directions to try to get you off course based on other people's value systems and what they believe. Because oftentimes when someone will try to, you know, steer you from doing what you believe, you know, is your purpose, is because they couldn't see themselves doing that. So they apply their own value system onto you. But it's, it's up to each one of us to discard that and say, no, this is what I'm supposed to do, regardless of what that is. I mean, how many parents, um, when they their their child told them, "Oh yeah, I want to grow up and be a rock star," you know, was gave them their blessing for doing that, even though mm-hmm. their son went on to become a great rock star that's now in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. At the time that they told their parents that, the parents probably passed out. At least the mom did anyway, because she probably had visions of her son being, you know, a doctor or a lawyer. But for whatever reason, that kid knew. He knew right. I'm supposed to be a rock star. It may not yeah. be, you know, the most uh, respected form of, you know, making a living in terms of, you know, traditional thinking. But in my heart and soul, I, I know that's what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. So, and I, I know that um, Stepman, um, Graham, he has a, a new release out, too, that's, um, I think it's titled um, Identity, Your Passport to Success. And he also really kind of talks about getting at that core of one's identity and creating a life then that really supports one and moving forward and um, leading from that space of clarity about who you are and um, what you're bringing in the world around you and kind of organizing your learning as well as your, uh, your doing around that which comes from your core. Correct. Yeah. And one, one last mm-hmm. thing, if I can add, mm-hmm. there's a quote that I put in the book where it says, when we get older, 
our greatest regrets won't be what we did, but rather what we didn't do. And what I mean by that is if we, if we don't follow the dictates of our spirit now, when we get older, we'll reflect back on that and say, I screwed up because I actually could have done it. In hindsight, we'll realize I actually could have done that if I had just had the faith to step out and do it. Okay. Very good. And so I think um, with that thought, we're going to um, begin to transition to our next break. But when we come back, um, Larry and Valerie are going to ask us to talk a little bit more about the pillar as it relates to financial success. And then we'll also begin to scan and get ready to um, receive comments from our audience and questions. Okay? Okay. So please, yes, great. So please stay with us, and we'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters, Informing Leaders, Inspiring Solutions. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email drg at dr.g at innovisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. Stock prices plunging, home prices receding, and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. And we're back with more on Leadership Matters. Today we're talking about fortifying yourself for greater effectiveness, and we have Lawrence Murray, author of Four Pillars of Success, and Valerie Shepard, the Sherpa of Happiness, on the line with us. Also joining us for this segment is our associate producer, Ms. Valerie Wright. Thank you, Valerie, for being with us. Thank you, Dr. G. Looking forward to it. Yes, and thank you to both of our guests for uh, joining in and, and uh, this continued dialogue today. Uh, Lawrence, why don't we jump right into talking a little bit about this fourth pillar of success, and that is uh, financial Okay, um, if you if you remember the quote that I started out with that chapter. Yes, uh, financial success comes from doing one of two things. 
fulfilling a need or solving a problem. That is correct. And the reason I, I felt that was important to put out there is because in America, the typical way we think of being success, financially successful is we graduate high school, we go on to college, we get with uh, you know a job or a corporation, and we work our way up to eventually you know make a salary where we could say you know financially we're now successful. Well, sadly for a lot of people, particularly low-income people, they never get a chance to follow that that path. So what I wanted to express to them is that if they if they are able to fulfill a need or solve a problem, it doesn't make a difference if they uh, go to school or not. If, if Meaning that if they can't afford it, they shouldn't look at it and say, well, now my life is doomed because I can't afford to go to school. All I'll be able to do is work at McDonald's or some other place, and that's, that's the end state of my life. And I wanted to give them hope to say, no, that's not true. If you're able to solve a problem or fulfill a need, you can, you can convert that into a way to make money. Uh, proof of that are entrepreneurs. A lot of you research a lot of entrepreneurs. Oftentimes, they're people who either dropped out of school at the high school level or even at the college level. Bill, Bill Gates would be a, a great example of that. He dropped out of Harvard College, and we all know who Bill Gates is now as a result. Um, so that that quote was really designed to give people hope who didn't have the means to go uh, to reach financial success through the traditional means. Uh, the other issue with regards to financial success that I, I really wanted to focus on in that chapter was having people realize that financial success is not about, you know, being a millionaire or being rich. You know, we see t- television all the time presenting these images of people, you know, being wealthy and having big cars and big homes, and people think that that's what financial success is. And I wanted to make it clear to them that financial success is not that. Financial success is basically just having control over your finances where you can take advantage of your revenue sources in order to create your own form of success, whatever that may be. You have to determine what your financial success is. And what I talk about there is establishing a goal to say, okay, for for my financial success, what would I have to achieve to feel like I'm financially successful? Would that mean that I would have to make a million dollars? Would I have to have a home and two cars? What would that be? And then whatever, once you establish that goal, write that goal down and then start towards working towards that to make that happen. And one of the things that I, I talk about in there is people often um, think that they don't have money to you know, set aside to be able to accumulate wealth. And I point out that if you can find ways to set aside at least 10% of your income each month that you can build towards being financially successful. Now, some people will say, in this day and age, there's no way I could set aside 10% of my income. But then I point out to them that we spend a lot of money on things that um, we, we could do without. People going to Starbucks every day, eating out for lunch every day, uh, on the weekends, you know, eating fast food, you know, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. All, all that costs money. Mm-hmm. That's money that they could be setting aside for mm-hmm. their nest egg or for something more long term and something you know that has more substance mm-hmm. than just you know living in the here and now. Right. Everything you okay. do with regards to financial success has to be goal oriented. Right. Establishing okay. that goal and then will, willing to make the sacrifice because in order to reach whether it be a financial goal or any other goal for that matter, you can't you cannot be into immediate gratification. 
It just can't happen. You okay. have to be willing to make sacrifices. Good. So I think some key pieces there with regards to the goal, with regards to the saving, with regards to really kind of coming up with your own picture of what financial success looks like for you versus taking on an external um, picture of what maybe success financially look like for somebody else or some maybe key pieces that Larry has put out there for us to consider. Valerie, anything you would add? I, I totally love it. I believe that our all of our goals, and this, the financial one is a really important one, need to come from within and that we don't have to live up to this um, picture that's created by others. And I love the idea that success doesn't have to be about um, amassing um, some kind of level, that success can be whatever we dictate it is. And if that just means, hey, I'm my bills are paid and I feel comfortable. And when I, in my own personal life, when I'm able to take the pressure off of trying to meet some standard, like, okay, well, social consciousness says that success means, you know, the person who has the most toys wins. When I can step away from adding new toys to my toy box and um, just be comfortable with all that I have while I'm going for those things that I want, that's a very different kind of success, and it's, for me, it's been one that's really fulfilling while I'm on a, even on a journey of still achieving it. Great. Good. I think good food for thought with regards to financial success. Valerie Wright, you have any questions from our listening audience? Yes, I do. Okay. Uh, our first question comes from John in Colorado. He says in the previous section, um, he heard Larry mentioned overcoming laziness. What are some things I can do to move beyond inertia? I'm not sure it's laziness, but fear of failure are just stuck with what to do next. Okay. So, Larry, any thoughts that you can share? Well, as far as getting out of a state of laziness, it, every, everything is, uh, regarding success on any level begins with having a goal. Uh, give you an example. Say a person is... Um, used to just sitting in front of the TV and, and basically living a life where it's not a, an active life, not a healthy style of living. But first they would have to establish a goal. What, what am I looking to accomplish? Because you have to have an idea of, you know, what, what the end state is. It's not just, okay, I'm just going to go out and run and I'm going to do this. No, what, what are you looking to accomplish? And once you establish that goal, and always I'll, I'll say this, write the goal down. Write the goal down. Put it somewhere prominently, like I said in the last segment on your mirror, where you can see it and reinforce that in your mind every time you look at it, that this is what I'm looking to accomplish. If you look at the show, The Biggest Loser, this is constantly reinforced in them. So once you, once you determine that this is my goal, then you determine what steps do I need to take to make this happen. Okay, if I'm a lazy person and I'm sitting around on the couch all day and I want to transition to, be, to live a more active lifestyle, Okay, let's begin with um, every day starting out, maybe going for a walk for, you know, a half an hour walk. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and, you, and you, you can even set up, say, like a spreadsheet or something that you can use to track your progress to make sure, one, that you're actually doing it. Mm-hmm. Because if, 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 you don't, if you don't hold yourself accountable, and that's why I always say put things in writing, if you don't hold yourself accountable... You can easily, in your mind, you know, if you miss it, they say, oh, it's no big deal. I'll make it up, you know, the next time. If you put it in writing, you can see, I mean, visually see that, oh, man, I missed, just, I missed yesterday's workout. Mm-hmm. I need to make that up. Good. You, 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 it, mm-hmm. it becomes a way of being more accountable unto yourself. Great. So, so I, I, oh, go on. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. I'm, no, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. 
No, so just want to um, probably put an explanation mark on that, and it kind of goes back to what you said previously. And it is really very often we'll think of it's the vision that gives energy mm-hmm. in life to the purpose. So giving oneself a vision, and I love, I know, Valerie, you've said this over and over again, Valerie Wright, with regards to the importance of writing down goals to help move things forward. Um, Valerie she- um, Shepard, anything you would mm-hmm. add relative to um you know, to John on this particular um, question that he sent in. Sure. A couple of steps on moving beyond inertia. One would be what's the, underneath the goal, what's the reason why? Like why is this goal important to you? What is it that you are going to, how are you going to be in service from it? What is it that you're going to gain? How are you going to help others? When you're unable to get clear on the why or when you're unable to move and you can go back to the why, that can be a really powerful catalyst to action. The other thing you can do is just take one step every day. So what what can stop people is thinking about the 15 steps. Or they say they see the goal, but they don't know the how. And so they get caught up in that, well, I know that's what I want to do, but I don't know how to get there. I don't, I don't know. I don't have the contacts. I may not have the capital. I don't know. I don't have the skills. So they get caught up in the things that they don't have instead of staying focused on where they're trying to go and take one little step. And from each step, you walk a journey of a thousand miles one step at a time. Fabulous. Yeah, I was going to say claim your successes along the way. So, again, mm-hmm. we tend to focus on all the things we didn't do instead of saying, oh, you know what, I did pick, make a couple good decisions today and I did pick the right things to eat today and I did make that one phone call. And when we start to celebrate our successes, what starts to happen is we start upping, raising our vibration to a level where we start wanting that. Like, okay, I want something to celebrate today. Mm-hmm. And so you start taking even more steps toward that goal. Excellent. Wonderful. So, John, I think there's a lot that um, both Larry and Valerie have offered for you to think about. And I love um, that piece with regards to getting clear on, again, that, that the what, the goal, the why, the how, and really celebrating one's successes along the way so that you encourage the heart. Uh, Valerie Wright, any other questions? Yes, I have a question from Angela in California who um, said during the last session, Valerie discussed listening to the inner voice. How do you know when you've heard the inner voice, when, you list, when you're listening for your inner wisdom? How do you know? It's different for each person. Um, I know of a couple of ways. So my inner voice, when my when my mind is talking, my brain is talking, it's usually coming from the ego, and the ego usually tries to keep us in questioning and in feeling less than, feeling inferior, and in judgment. So thoughts from my ego would have me um, seeing other people as either better than me or less than me, would be in judgment about situations. The, the inner voice, to me, comes from a pure place. It's our pure spiritual beingness. It comes from the heart. It usually feels clean and pure, so it might just be um, a feeling of contentment. It might just be a quietness. Like sometimes we're so busy hearing thoughts in our heads, we can't hear quietness. And quietness, like the inner voice just being peaceful, is saying, okay. So when I ask myself, do I want to go do this? And if I allow my head to quiet and I get very peaceful and still, I can hear my body and my inner voice can talk through the feeling of the physical body. And so if the physical body feels agitated or I'm tight in the solar plexus, that's telling me fear. That's giving me a message from the physical body communicating the idea of fear. 
So you, you'll get the messages. Some people actually get words. Sometimes I've gotten colors, the color orange, and I'll think about, well, what does the color orange mean? What does that hold for me? And then I can ask myself about orange. Um, mm-hmm. but it's not always going to be this long sentence about go this way and step that way. It could just be a feeling where... If you compare two things, this is how you can do a test. You can compare two things and just sit quietly with it and see, wow, I really got a sense of contentment and peacefulness with that one. I'm going to take that as a yes. And, again, I'll say the same thing I said as I just said a minute ago. A lot of times we get worried about, well, what if I'm wrong? Okay, well, what if you are? So if we can get comfortable with the worst-case scenario, I'm wrong, and that means I'm going to rethink this or I'm going to do it differently the next time, if we're comfortable with that, then making a mistake becomes so much less of this daunting thing. Right. So just right. allow ourselves to mm-hmm. hear the inner voice, and that takes some practice. And most importantly, is to quiet the head. Okay. Well, Angela, thank you so much for sending, into that, sending in that question. And um, Valerie Shepard, thank you for responding. And Valerie Wright, thank you for giving voice to it. Okay. And it uh, looks like we need to go to commercial break, so... We will be right back with some final thoughts. Val, I think you had another question. Um, we might have an opportunity to take one more. So we'll come right back. Please stay, stay tuned, and we'll be looking forward to sharing more on Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network leadership matters is brought to you by innovisions need to improve leadership staff or organization performance contact innovisions today for quality effective and affordable leadership staff and organization development training coaching and consulting services Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email Dr. G at dr.g at innovisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Hey, did you know Voice America has partnered with the Kidstar Network to expand their reach through Voice America Kids? Voice America Kids will feature talk radio for kids, by kids, along with special event programming and live broadcasts. Each program is conveniently archived for on-demand listening at any time. Please check our archives for the latest events and happenings on voiceamericakids.com. Zoom Leadership. It's the big picture issues of the day, up close and personal capabilities of leadership, and a desirable future of constant renewal. Zoom Leadership. It's the economic crisis made clear, patterns and perspectives of leadership, and the importance of changing the way we pursue our future. Join host John Schmidt every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Zoom Leadership. An inside look at what's really going on in business, government, and civil society. Tune in every week on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You 
You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. Okay, we're back with more on Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. Enjoying this conversation with Fortifying Yourself for Greater Effectiveness, Lawrence Murray, the author of Four Pillars of Success, and Valerie Shepard, the Sherpa of Happiness. Uh, thank you again for being guests on the show, and thank you to our Associate Director for joining us. Valerie, I know you had one final question you wanted to um, read from our listening audience. Sure. It's from Jason in Virginia. He says, in your book, Mr. Murray, you make the following statement. We have all experienced wacky thoughts that pop into our minds that we have no control over. If they persist in your mind, however, it is because you choose to allow them to persist. You have the ability to stop troubling thoughts from persisting in your mind and to change them to thoughts you desire. Staying on track with this has been very difficult for me. I have made a commitment to change this behavior but find it difficult how do you suggest I get off this cycle and change my thoughts to do this? Well, Jason, thank you very much for that uh, question. And it um, it sounds like you put a lot of thought into um, asking it. I'm going to, Larry, can I ask you to maybe email uh, Jason your response? Sure, no problem. Okay. okay. And, uh, Jason, again, thank you so much for that um, really kind of deep and thought-provoking uh, question. Um I'm going to move to just final thoughts, and um, and maybe if we have time after doing final thoughts, we can answer Jason's question on the line. I mean, on the air, and if not, we'll just kind of move to that second um, option, which is again your emailing um, Jason your response. Sure, no problem. Okay, great. Uh, why don't we start with uh, Valerie Shepard and ask you just regards to just final thoughts with regards to what our listeners might think about and consider doing to fortify themselves for greater effectiveness? Well, I think that this book has got some really beautiful wisdom, and the four pillars are certainly um, very powerful ways to create more success in your lives. And I think that following them, like really getting on board and creating a plan for yourself that involves your kind of dutiful, um, vigilant participation in your life through these four areas, your concentration and your support of your physical beingness, your mental, your spiritual, and your financial. Um, they're just really beautiful ways to, to stay on track with where it is you want to go and what it is you're here to do. Mm-hmm. Great. Thank you. And how about yourself, um, Larry? Well, the reason I felt it was important to uh, write this book is because I, I typically when people think of being successful, it's usually relegated to financial success. And when we look at television and see the problems, and I talked about this in the last segment of the Lindsay Lohans and the Charlie Sheens of the world and so on, we realize that financial success alone cannot bring you success. It cannot bring you happiness. It, can, it cannot bring you that deep level uh, contentment that we are all, we're all seeking. And in order to get that, it has to have a balance. And that balance uh, is created from physically, mentally, spiritually, and financially. And that was the premise behind me writing the book, was to get people to understand, don't just chase 
money, thinking that if you if you get that that that's going to solve your problems. There's a book out by an author, uh, Edward Hugo, called Money for Nothing, One Man's Journey Through the Dark Side of Lottery Millions, where he talks about people who have won the lottery, and a lot of them, their lives were turned upside down for the worst as a result of you know winning so much money so suddenly. Money's not going to bring us the happiness that we seek. It may fulfill certain things that we need, particularly if we're struggling financially, but it's across the other three pillars that will get balance in our life, and that's where we'll get true happiness from. And that's what that was the purpose of me writing this book is to get people to understand that they need to explore all four areas to achieve the success they're truly looking for. Great, wonderful, and I really appreciate your coming on and uh, sharing that. Some other uh, references that our listening audience might consider, as relates to um, things that might be enriching. I know the Energy Project has. Um, references on their website that one might um, find to be helpful, which really aligns very well with your work, um, Larry, and it talks about physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual um, energy as well. And um, I think I mentioned Stepman's new release on um, Identity, Your Passport to Success, and um, in the previous show, um, for those who have more of a um, Christian orientation, they might enjoy uh, The Purpose Driven Life. Uh, I think are, are just kind of like some that come from uh, top of mind. Um, any other thoughts or references, Valerie Wright or um, Larry or Valerie, that we might have our listeners consider with regards to fortifying themselves? Well, there's a great book uh, by Napoleon Hill called Think and Grow Rich. Now, from the title, you would think it's all about acquiring money, but that's not true. When he talks about being rich, he really talks about enriching your life. Um, and I would definitely recommend that book. It's a fantastic book. I must have read it about nine times. I mean, no, I mean, not exaggerating. It's that good of a book. It's like once you get done reading it, to really take it in, you want to read it again because you want to just, you know, be able to take in everything that he has to say. So I would truly recommend that book. Okay, wonderful, Valerie Wright. Any uh, final thoughts for, on that topic from you? No, I think they've covered it well, Dr. G. Okay, very good. I say, well, I have again uh, very much enjoyed the um, conversation. I think that there's been a lot of pearls to um, think about, and that we can all, um, you know, look at and see in our lives with regards to which of those pillars are we um, perhaps doing better at, and which ones might we actually have as goals to improve with, so that we are very well positioned in our um, effectiveness. Upcoming, well, thank you, Dr. G. Also, yeah. can I just put my website out there? So if people oh, okay, yes, when you give us your website. My website is uh, don'tbeafollower.com. Excellent. And they can go on there and learn mm-hmm. more about my book and uh, about what I bring to the, to the table, and uh, I think they'll enjoy what they see. Great. And, Valerie, um, Shepard, how about your website? Uh, sure. The um, heartoflivingvibrantly.com is just heart, H-E-A-R-T, of livingvibrantly.com. Wonderful. Again, um, thank you so much to both of you. I've enjoyed both of our uh, conversations. Valerie, I am looking forward to having you back on to talk about your new release uh, once it comes up. You think you said, what, in the spring? or When are you expecting that will be released? 
We're targeting August right now, so we're talking about fall of this year. Okay, wonderful. (laughs) So then, as Larry would say, then you'd be giving birth to your baby, huh? That's right. That's right. Great. And uh, Valerie Wright, thank you always for scanning and and bringing our questions from our listening audience, and we appreciate each of you who sent those in. And, Jason, you can look forward to getting a response from Larry on yours. So thank you also to our listening audience. And I will ask you and and, uh, invite you to just join us every Wednesday at 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time for Leadership Matters, Informing Leaders, Inspiring Solutions. Thank you again for tuning in. Leadership Matters with Dr. G is broadcast live every Wednesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a wonderful week and make your leadership matter.